Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hi, before we start the show, let's talk about the New Deal Shop. We are so grateful that vaccinations for COVID-19 are underway. While we're nearing the finish line for this brutal pandemic, getting there means staying safe. You don't want to screw up right before the finish line. So for the foreseeable future, only respirator face masks provide real protection from transmission. Unfortunately, the huge demand and limited supply of respirators means we're flooded with fakes and counterfeits that do almost nothing. Well, right now, the NewDealShop.com has FDA-authorized N95 respirator masks with anti-fraud labeling on every package that can be verified right on the manufacturer's website. They're tested in the United States by the NPPTL and provide the most significant level of protection. These respirator masks are in stock in the U.S. and ship immediately for free just for you. Go to thenewdealshop.com now and get verified, authenticated, FDA-authorized N95 masks shipped immediately to your home or your business. That's thenewdealshop.com, thenewdealshop.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Recorded live in the USA, covering the whole wide world. Right on! This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. We're up to our long-distance dedication. And this one is about kids and pets and a situation that we can all understand, whether we have kids or pets or neither. It's from a man in Cincinnati, Ohio, and here's what he writes. Dear Casey, this may seem to be a strange dedication request, but I'm quite sincere, and it'll mean a lot if you play it. Recently, there was a death in our family. He was a little dog named Snuggles, but he was most certainly a part of... Let's go start again. From coming out of the record. Play the record, okay? Please. <clears throat> See, when you come out of those up-tempo goddamn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions. And then you got to go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but goddamn it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Is Don on the phone? Okay, I want a goddamn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a fucking up-tempo record every time I do a goddamn death dedication. Now, make it, and I also want to know what happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week. This a god, last goddamn time, I want somebody to use his fucking brain to not come out of a goddamn record that is, uh, that, that's up-tempo, and I gotta talk about a fucking dog dying. Bob Seska! Hi, Bob! Oh, hi, Bob! Hi, Bob! Hello! The Bob Seska Show! You know, I always wonder... Did Casey ever see the pictures? I don't know. And I wonder, what were in the pictures? What were they of? <laughs> were they naked pictures? 
were they naked pictures of Casey Kasem? I have many questions. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, March 11, 2021, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello, day 51 of the Biden-Harris administration. We've got 607 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at the Bob Seska and on Twitter at Bob Seska underscore go. Okay, let's bring him in. Let's do it. They're here, the goth ninjas. It is Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast, from-the-bunker.com, also at sexyliberal.com, along with all the other sexy liberal podcast programs. It is your podcasting superstation. Don't forget it, goddammit. Go to all of the uh, various platforms and give us a five-star rating and review. Why don't you? Thank you very much. Also, T-Rex David Ferguson is here today, too, for the T-Rex Report podcast. Patreon.com slash T-Rex Report. Also, astralsummer.bandcamp.com for his musical projects. Okay, Goth Ninjas, let's jump in. Guess what? President Biden will not insist that his name is on the stim- on the uh, re- relief checks. Also, mm-hmm. before we jump into the American Rescue Plan here, I want to talk about something that just came down, a b- bit of news that was a little bit disturbing. Um, in Oklahoma, the state house there just passed a bill making it legal to plow your car into protesters. That's disgusting. You talk about what? talk about the Republican Party completely off the rails. The Republican cancel Party cancel culture. Now, yeah, <laughs> talk about cancel culture. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, you can cancel protesters all you want with your car. Yeah, feel free. That's fine. What is the ra- I mean, there is this like protected speech or something? Well, what they're saying is if you unintentionally ram your car into protesters well (laughs) yeah who's gonna make that determination whether it was intentional or not because we know from all of these goddamn terrorists who stormed the capitol building on january 6th they're gonna deny it you say well they just let us we were allowed the police flagged us in and so i just drove my car into the protesters you know that's gonna be the excuse you know they really are going full-on terrorist here I mean, they're looking to create as much damage as possible. They're looking to instill as much fear as they can because it seems like they've lost the political debate, so they just have to engage and in stop insurrection. stop people from voting. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. So we have actual instances. I mean, I, I don't know how many dozens of instances we've had over the past, at least the past like five years, certainly going back to Heather Heyer mm-hmm. uh, in Charlottesville. Wasn't there something in Minneapolis this summer on a highway with a truck? Yeah, there was a truck that plowed into Black mm-hmm. Lives Matter protesters on, on the mm-hmm. highway. And this is another case where they could just go, well, I didn't mean to. I, mean, I was just driving, and there they were. So I just kept driving, and it was completely unintentional. Wink, wink, and then suddenly you find out all of the uh, links to Stormfront on their mm-hmm. <laughs> Facebook page and shit like that. Three percent. Yeah, the QAnon memes and all the rest of it. Oh, oh, that's who you are. I get it. And you think, okay, well, I'm done with Donald Trump. But you know what? Donald Trump isn't done with you yet. So I want to talk about Donald Trump a little later in the show. I posted one of his new statements. And I don't want to get into it right now because I want to talk about the American Rescue Plan. But I posted a statement that Donald Trump uh, put out there yesterday. And I, of course, made fun of him and mocked him <laughs> in this particular tweet. And I must have had dozens of people going, Bob, stop. Yeah, no, no, no. Stop talking about him. 
stop amplifying no. and stop giving him oxygen. And I have some things to say, obviously, <laughs> about all of that. So uh, we're going to get into that, as I said, uh, a little bit later on. But first, um, the House has, of course, passed the American Rescue Plan. This is all great news for the country, all great news for for the Democratic Party and for the Biden administration, quite frankly. Uh, and Joe Biden, by the way, is going to deliver a primetime address tonight, not only touting the American Rescue Plan, but also commemorating the one year, basically one year of COVID right now, one year of the pandemic, and kind of looking back and looking forward in terms of uh, not only recovering from what's happened, but also preparing for what's next and so on. So that's it's all good. And I hope, as I spoke with uh, Donna Halper on the interview show yesterday, I hope this crap resonates. I hope that it creates some form of word of mouth that gets around and say, yeah, the Democrats, they're being the grown-ups, and they've passed this amazing, monumental piece of legislation. Uh, every time I read about the American Rescue Plan, I find out something brand new that's incredible. Like, for example, if sometime between now and 2026, there is student loan forgiveness or your student loan is forgiven for some reason, whether it's government action or some other reason— that student loan forgiveness is going to be tax-free. Normally, you would have to pay income tax on that, right. but that's mm-hmm. going to be tax-free. That was one of the things, one of the myriad things in the American Rescue Plan that is just such great news, such great relief. And the overarching one, I would get your reaction to this, Goth Ninjas, because the thing that this is most symbolic of is the end of Reaganomics, the end mm-hmm. of trickle-down economics that started yeah. in, in the 1980s with Ronald Reagan and has continued on that uh, as Tom Hartman always never worked not for one minute exactly nope. right and this goes back to that era of the New Deal and the mm-hmm. post uh, Great Depression era certainly World War II where government spending was considered to be well we got to do this because the economy's in trouble so yeah we're going to spend a ton of money and let the chips fall where they may when it comes to the deficit and debt and deal with that once we've recovered but for now Austerity, not a good idea. And this, strangely enough, it started under Donald Trump. And I'm not giving him credit for this. He doesn't get any goddamn credit for it because he inadvertently, the Republicans inadvertently began to embrace big government spending. I mean, what was Mm -hmm. the first CARES Act? $2.2 trillion? That was... Mm -hmm. Massive, a massive spending bill uh, as we entered into the first months of the uh, pandemic. But on top of that, uh, the big government's intrusion into corporate decisions about things like which movies Disney Plus puts on its platform or which (laughs) books Dr. Seuss publishes. (laughs) You know, this is, oh my God, free market. You're not allowed to make this decision. Only us Republicans are allowed to make this decision for you. You know, better not cancel anybody like we did with Freedom Fries and we did with the Dixie Chicks or else you're going to be at big trouble. Or Beatles records in the 60s. <laughs> yes, exactly. So this is uh, monumental not only from a details point of view, the American Rescue Plan, but monumental historically speaking because we're entering into this new era. And obviously, we've already started to hear all of the complaining about uh, the debt. I think Ron Johnson you know, took a break from managing the stereo store in Ridgemont and said... <laughs> You know, we got to talk about the debt here. Look out. Well, you know, Ron, you voted for the $2.2 trillion CARES Act last year. Uh, Suddenly you're getting cold feet because of this. Well, here's 
here's the other twist. You guys remember 12 years ago after they passed the Obama stimulus, the American Mm -hmm. Recovery and Reinvestment Act, which was Mm -hmm. somewhere in the range of $850 billion to $900 billion. It contained not only all this infrastructure spending, but it contained the largest middle-class tax cut in American history. Mm -hmm. That's when Barack Obama, the Democrats, passed in 2009. Well, after that, we saw an entire series. It was one of those things that made its rounds around the blogosphere where (laughs) there was one Republican governor after another, Bobby Jindal, I remember most famously, Mm. posing for photo ops with their giant novelty stimulus checks. After calling that piece of legislation the second coming of communism in America. Oh, we're we're going full socialism here in this country or whatever they were calling it. Uh, Glenn Beck was calling it uh, Nazi communism or <laughs> communist fascism or some combination. I just remember yeah. uh, I was working at the radio station then for public radio and there was this old guy that worked there who was an engineer who was a hardcore Rush Limbaugh listener and yeah. it was just and it you know the budget the state budget was getting cut, and they were about to just unplug, you know, the our station. Yeah. And then the stimulus came through, and that funded the station for another five years. And I remember walking into the board meeting that morning and clapping him on the back and being like, "Guess we're all socialists now, comrade." <laughs> yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, the, the hypocrisy. But I mean, he would still find things to rail about, like, and you know, I'm like, "You are here because of state money." Mm-hmm. Like, I just. Uh, Yeah, well, now we're seeing it again. It's happening all over again. This Republican senator has bragged about the recovery bill he voted against. This is uh, Roger Wicker. I don't know if you've seen the uh, uh, tweets and and public statements from Mississippi's uh, Senator Roger Wicker. Tweeted about how the legislation is going to help independent restaurants, even though every single Republican, including Roger Wicker, voted against it. Here was the tweet. He said, independent restaurant operators have won $28.6 billion worth of targeted relief. This funding will ensure small businesses can survive the pandemic by helping to adapt their operations and keep their employees on payroll. Thank you, Joe Biden. Thank you, Chuck Schumer. Thank you, Nancy Pelosi. That's what should have been added to Roger Wicker's What needs to happen in that? You said it's Mississippi. Yeah, yeah. What needs to happen in Mississippi is the Democrats, you know, hi, Stacey Abrams, hi, Jamie Harris and somebody Mm -hmm. um, get down there and go, no, 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 no. Here's your vote. Nee, nee, nee. Yeah. Because there's video of, hey, this, how did you vote? Because it's a, it's a, it's, it's a voice a vote. vote. Yeah. And so, and Representative Whitaker, how did you vote? Nay. Okay, dude, there's the ad against him. See, that's just it. They are going to spend the next, well, however many days. What are, how many days did I say it was until the midterm? 607 days. Talking right. about how, oh, look at all this money I got for you for oh, restaurants and schools. And oh, my God, there's more money for WIC and EBT programs and you know, school lunches and all the rest of it. And they're going to just take all the accolades for it, even though they voted against it. But yep. the thing is, that kind of sticks because of the low information, the inability of many of these people to see beyond the Fox News bubble, which isn't saying that every Republican voted against this bill. They're They're not even talking about it. (laughs) That's right. That's the whole strategy behind Dr. Seuss and all of this other bullshit, is that they're trying to uh, make this all about the culture war the past two weeks, rather than the success of this monumental fucking piece of legislation. Here's another example, another great example of what this is doing. American Airlines. 
uh, was getting ready to furlough 13,000 workers. They all received notices um, of their furloughs that would start as of April 1st. And then American Airlines circulated a second memo that said, you can tear them up because the House passed the American Rescue Plan. Tear up those furloughs. You're going to keep your job if you're employed at American Airlines. If you received one of those furlough notices, you're still in. Already, (laughs) it hasn't even been signed yet, already Joe Biden and the Democrats have saved 13,000 jobs. Right. I mean, this is a huge difference between Democrats and Republicans at this point, in that, like, Democrats want to do good government. Yeah. And Republicans just do this kind of performative trolling thing. It's yeah. like Ted Cruz doesn't really want to be a senator. He wants to do a podcast and do stand-up. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and <laughs> God bless it. Yeah. You know, but uh, all they want is power. And then they get it, and they don't know how to wield it. Yeah. You know? Mm. Um, well, they're no longer about policy anymore. They've abandoned right. policy. I mean, all you got to do is go back to last year's Republican platform, which was nothing. I mean, they didn't even pass a platform. So they're all about now whatever the opposite is of what liberals and Democrats are saying. So whatever liberals and Democrats are saying, being the grown-ups in the room, I mean, whatever the Democrats are saying, we've got to say the opposite if we're Republicans. And that's just, that's the entire thrust of the Republican Party. Whatever Trump says, we're going to repeat. Whatever the Democrats say, we're going to say the opposite of. There's your platform. There's the modern Republican Party. And also, let's bring in more Q people, because boy, we need the votes. (laughs) That's where it is. And as you said, David, this is the Democratic Party moving forward, trying to help the American people, trying to help families. And we're talking about thousands of dollars in relief for American yeah. families, for individual families. I'm just talking about the total dollar value of the American Rescue Plan. But we're talking about, obviously, the $1,400 checks, right? We're also talking about payouts of, I think it's in the range of $300 a month per a month child. Per kid. yeah, that's great. Under age of six, and I think it's... I think it's more, it's either 300 it's, or 350 uh, I think depending it's on the less age. for the older kids yeah. and more for the younger kids. That's right. Um, uh, so it's like 250 I think, 17 to 6, and then 6 and younger. It's around that. It's 300 But that's so good for so many families. to, And it's monthly, not just one giant check. It's mm-hmm. monthly, so they're getting it to just help with the bills every month, you yeah. know? It's so seldom that actually happens, too. That's usually mm-hmm. something, a tax credit is usually something you claim when you right. go file your taxes in, in April. But right. this is going to be advanced payouts. So these are mm-hmm. more checks coming directly to American people. Another example of no more fucking trickle down. We're talking mm-hmm. about trickle up at this point. Mm-hmm. There has been, I, the only thing I can think of in recent memory that would be of the same caliber of this bill in terms of helping the middle class is the Affordable Care Act. There is no other legislation that I can think of in the last 40 years, maybe, that addresses middle class need more than this. Combine that also with the Affordable Care Act, because they're actually increasing subsidies for the Affordable Care Act through this legislation, which is going to last, I think, because of the reconciliation nature of this bill. I think it's going to last either a year or two years. So there is going to have to be more work down the road. Don't get complacent with this. We've got to renew this legislation coming up uh, so that those benefits can carry on. Maybe the benefits that aren't necessarily specific to being in the midst of a pandemic, but which will go a long way toward things like ending 
childhood poverty and giving a leg up to middle class families rather than giving all the breaks to the big banks and Wall Street and corporations, which has been the previous trickle down model, right? So mm-hmm. then there's also, if you've ever been laid off, those of you who've been uh, fired from your job or laid off because of COVID, you know how important COBRA is in order to keep your health insurance. This bill also contains 100% subsidies for COBRA health insurance premiums. So if you're paying out whatever it is, $1,800 it's a month. crazy expensive. It yeah, is. Cobra. Yeah. Because you got, I mean, people want to keep their insurance from their job that they were just laid off from. And the only way to do that is to use the COBRA system. And the irony is that you're out of work, but yet the premiums are still in, if you've got a family of four, in the thousands range. We're talking, I, I know I got an email from a friend of mine who was saying, yeah, our, our premiums are $1,800 a month. I really hope that we get oh, those mine, subsidies. Just mine alone or 700 Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, me as an individual, I'm kind of lucky uh, in that I think my premiums are... 423 or something like that. I've got a oh, silver go up. You're getting older. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm looking forward to that. Can't wait. Can't wait for the colonoscopies. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I'm turning 50 in July. So uh, colonoscopies mm. right around the corner and all of that yummy, yummy prep. Mm, yum, 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 that's yum. the best part. Mm. Mm. I, I have some right here. I enjoy it so much. <laughs> I'm drinking it now during the show. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm in a bit of a mood today. I don't know why. I don't know why that is. Uh, But the good news is voters are rejecting this notion that Biden didn't do enough for bipartisanship, which is uh, making me happy. 57% say Biden made good faith effort to work with the GOP. 55% said uh, Republicans did not make a good faith effort to work with Joe Biden. So amazingly enough, as cynical as we have been, about the American people and not getting the full scope of what's going on in uh, Washington, they seem to be getting it. At least a solid majority seem to be getting it, even though there are a bunch of crazies out there still. Um, And, you know, Biden's approval numbers are great. Yeah. I mean, these are the kind of numbers that the former guy could only dream about. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I really don't get the Republican strategy of kowtowing to him when... You know, he never did crack 47 percent. Mm-hmm. He never was popular. He was the least popular president in American history. I mean, sure, he has a bunch of fanatically devoted followers, but that doesn't transfer. Yeah. It's, you know, That's just good I, for primaries. And I, yeah, I don't get what they're doing, but I mean, I hope they keep doing it. I hope they fuck themselves. I hope that we have years and years and years of Democrats like being responsible and implementing good government and making things work before another – Republican comes in and rips it all down yeah, to yeah. clean it up. Well, I'm seeing some narrowing in the RCP average. I mean, again, take this with a giant grain of salt because it's got Rasmussen in the mix, and Rasmussen is completely rigged for Republicans. I mean, it's only got Biden mm-hmm. at plus three, which is just pathetic. But then again, uh, NPR Marist has Biden at plus five. But at the same time, Economist, YouGov, has Biden at plus 11, where Politico has him at plus 22. So there's this big divide. The pollsters are just fucking wrecked. I don't know what the hell is going on with the pollsters. Uh, you know, again, you have to take all of this shit with a grain of salt. I know Beth on our Patreon page is going, fuck the polls. Fuck them. Po- <laughs> fuck them so hard. Fuck the poll with a poll. That's what, she- <laughs> That's what I'm saying. 
seeing on our Patreon. Page. You know who's really having a nervous breakdown is the Jake Tappers of the world. <laughs> Do you think uh, it was the same? You mean Chuck Todd? Yeah, him too. No, no, no. Th- because what's his face was calling Jake Tapper Chuck. Oh yeah, that's the other right. day. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, who he kept calling him? him Chuck? He goes, "Hi, I'm Jake Tapper. I'm not Chuck Todd. Thank you very much." Well, was that Larry Kudlow? Because Larry Kudlow always calls other people Chuck Todd. You know, they sit in a room and then they get linked up to all the different Sunday shows, and they may right. not have been informed as to who that was. It was Joe Manchin. Oh, it was Joe Manchin. Oh, uh, holy, oh, Joe. He called, he called Jake Tapper Chuck three times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joe. Oh, Joe. You know, I wouldn't wish. Joe Manchin on many people, <laughs> but that actually sounds like it was poetic justice. Well, what was funny was Jake, Jake Tapper says, I'm Jake, not Chuck Senator. <laughs> he should well, have least, called him Senator Cinema yeah. at that point just to fuck with him. But at least he said the full name Chuck Todd as opposed to Larry Kudlow who said Cha-ta. Ta-ta. Well, no, no, he just said he, would you, he didn't call him Chuck Todd. He just kept calling him Chuck. It's <laughs> hilarious. They don't even look alike. It's like if they looked alike, I could kind of see it, you know, like if it's, but they don't even look alike. And it's like also different networks. And I mean, so many things were wrong with that. It's like, why did nobody hold up a sign to Joe Manchin and go, it's Jake. (laughs) You want to hear something really gross? Speaking of appearances on cable news, Lindsey Graham was on Hannity the other night. And boy, he started talking and a belch just came right out. And it was just a, one of those gross Aww. sort of. <laughs> and then he starts. It's his talking. honesty trying to come out. It's his Actually, integrity trying to up. come out. You know, it's those <laughs> things. Trying yeah. to throwing up his in his body. mouth a little as he was talking. Exactly right. That's exactly what it sounds like. Here's, uh, here's Lindsey Graham on Sean Hannity the other night. We're going to start with Sean Hannity and then you're going to hear Lindsey Graham responding. And right as Lindsey Graham starts talking, uh, listen for the weird belch. Herschel Walker for Senate from Georgia. How do you like that? How does that? I like the ring of that. What do you think? Uh, I, I think it's so fresh. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, that was fantastic. Yeah, oh now we, we got to hear. It must have been someone he ate. Yeah, this um, is... Someone uh, he ate. <laughs> this would make most people nauseous, so I, I should have warned everybody, if you're eating dinner as you're listening to this show... <laughs> let's or hear eating it again. Any, yeah, let's hear it again. Um, uh, I, I think it's <laughs> that is the sound of Lindsey Graham contemplating a black senator, another black senator. It made him throw up in his heart a little bit. Um, Question is, what was he drinking right before that appearance that caused him to belch? They wink. used to say about Rod Stewart collapsing on stage and getting his stomach pumped. <laughs> Okay, now, the gay man on the show just went there. I didn't say a fucking word. <laughs> I will always go there. <laughs> um, what do you think? Uh, I, I think it's... <laughs> We are so No, juvenile. really. Somebody showed up at work to knock the dick out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my God! We have just we have just plumbed the depths of our <laughs> depravity on this show. Yeah, no, I think it's a great idea. We can we can all so racist that it literally almost made him vomit. About <laughs> another black senator. <laughs> I, I, I think it's a touchdown. <laughs> Well, suffice to say, he's in favor of Herschel Walker running for governor or whatever the fuck they're talking about. Oh, I don't know. His they, mouth said yes, but his epiglottis says no. Holy shit. No, no, nope. Oh, man. 
Lindsay, 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 always stepping right into it, always entertaining. Oh, holy well, shit. Herschel Walker has the most flamboyantly gay kid. I don't know if you know anything about this, <laughs> Jesus but Christ. I mean, he is like a blue contact wearing, MAGA loving. High heel strutting. I mean, it's a mess over there. At the, yeah, and you know at the Walker House, and you know Herschel um, Walker has Trump links, right? He, I think Herschel Walker played for the uh, Trump USFL. Remember the USFL uh, football league that they started in the eighties, and Herschel no. Walker was one of the. <laughs> yeah, and Donald it, Trump was one of the investors in the USFL, which means it mm, failed right. badly. And so Herschel Walker was one of the premier players on one of the teams. I forget exactly the New Jersey Generals or something like that. He was on. And so he was like the big draw. Like, oh, my God, Herschel Walker's joined the USFL. So everybody pile on. Let's go. Let's go play for the USFL. Forget about the Trump thing. He'll, it won't fail. We'll be fine. Yeah. And then like two years later, done. The USFL fail. See, see here, and you know, Herschel Walker was like unto a god on earth when he won, you know, the Heisman at whatever age. And, yeah. Uh, but it is since then, it has been like one failed misadventure after another. He had a restaurant downtown and went out of business. Mm-hmm. He had like a frozen meals company a couple of years ago and that went under i mean so i mean running for senate sure why not you know it's yeah well that was one of the one of the frozen meals that's what uh lindsey graham was eating right before his hannity yeah. what do you think my cat makes sounds like that when she's about to throw up a hairball it's so it's <laughs> it is very moist This makes me think of Hal Sparks' stand-up act where he talks about his girlfriend's cat talking. Uh He kind of makes that, that, you know, when a cat is about to have a hairball, they go, Uh they make that crazy noise. Uh It's almost like Don Jr. makes that noise now in his Rumble videos. Well, he probably has hairballs. That may be it, or a crack pipe stuck in there. I don't <laughs> One know. One of the two. Yeah, why is he's John, John Jr. is trying to cough up the crack pipe. It's like, where's my crack pipe? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Thank God. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's talk about our Patreon page here. If you're sick and tired of the commercials on the show, like the one I'm reading right now, I have the solution for you. For just $15 per month, you can get the Ultimate Edition of this show. Here's what that means. The Ultimate Edition combines the free version of the show with the post-mortem show that we record after the end credits. Plus, we take out all the commercials for you. That means you get the hour-long free show plus the 20-minute post-mortem show where the real fun happens, and you get all of that without commercials for just $15 per month. That's bobseskashow.com, or just click the all-caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. I'm not worthy. This is great. This is uh, recording artist Tommy Ray. 
via someone named Jody Hamilton, who <laughs> introduced Honor. me to it. Yeah, this is a song called Satellite. Tommy Ray is, uh, her last name is uh, Tommy Ray Brown because she's controversially married to, uh, she was married well, to She's his James widow. Brown. Yeah. Con- yeah. She's widow. controversially his widow. Controversially his widow, exactly right. Yeah, there was a bit of a controversy in terms of whether the marriage to James Brown was valid. I'm not making this up, by the way. She- no, you're not. There was a huge lawsuit between <coughs> um, her and his other children. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not mm. hers. Her, she has a son with him. Um, uh, there was, they were su- it's just awful what, what his the other side of the family was doing. Yeah. Um, uh, and I guess his, there's controversy whether she was already divorced from, I believe, her first husband. Oh, right. Yeah, that was it. Right. So um, she may have been married to two people at the same time. Is that- maybe, but that's that's never technically been proven. Yeah. I mean, she's won some. She's lost some. She lives in England now. So, you know. Well, I don't care about her marriage. All I care about is her fucking amazing music. This is really, really great stuff. Thank you so much, Jody, for introducing me to Tommy Ray. No problem. No, I've known Tommy for 30, almost 30 years now. Yeah. Wow. In her email to me, she said that uh, she's trying to get this album picked up. The music industry is like a giant child molester I yeah. mean it's yeah. like they're just interested in younger and younger and younger artists now. well and, and these younger artists have to sell 50,000 downloads on their own that's right yep yeah, yeah. so it's like well if I can sell $50,000 basically because a download is a dollar mm-hmm. if I can what sell $50,000 what do I what the fuck do I need you for you know I mean Lonnie <laughs> was producing some these 16 year old boys a couple several years ago they're 24 now I think yeah. and um you know, and they had, they went to a party, Desmond Child was there, and he loved what they were doing. I mean, mm. they were connected, properly connected, but when they were going to meetings, their manager was taking them to A&R meetings, and they were like, well, how many downloads do you have? And well, I was like, well, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. We were talking about this a little bit with Rick Beato on the interview show a mm-hmm. couple of weeks ago, uh, where he has had direct links to the record industry and, and noted how utterly ridiculous it can be sometimes, especially mm-hmm. now when you've got social media, Spotify, for example, uh, in the mix. Which doesn't and, pay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't use Spotify for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I mean, Desmond Child, who is a multi-platinum selling songwriter, one year on Spotify only made $4,000. Now, this is with them playing Bon Jovi hits yeah, that he wrote. Just incredible. Just so pathetic. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened. Maybe there was a, a changeover when Napster emerged or something. I don't know. But the record yeah. industry has always been fucked up. I mean, I, I've I have worked professionally in every aspect of the uh, entertainment industry, and mm-hmm. I can say from personal experience. The music industry is the most fucked up prong of the entertainment industry. It 100%. is, and especially to the artists. I mean, and it started when um, record companies decided, oh, we can charge royalties against promotion. Yeah. And that started in the in the late 70s. <laughs> so it was basically, okay, you get your advance, and now when we promote the record, we're going to charge back not just your advance if you get one, but we're also going to charge any promotional stuff that we do. So basically nobody makes any money. Yeah, yeah. And then even once you've paid back all of that money, say, you don't get to own the masters. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. See, it's people so are so hungry to have the job. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They're yeah, willing they're... to do anything. They're willing to pay the record company. It's like like with these kids. It's like with Tommy. I mean, she, she when I met her, this was in the early 90s here in Los Angeles. She was the singer of a band called Hardly Dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was all girls, mm-hmm. um, women. And they were in their 20s, you know. 
good looking, all dark, really, you know, good looking band and everything. And couldn't get, you know, arrested because it was the early 90s and they were singing metal. So yeah. there was that problem. But oh. <laughs> um, but they'd been around since the 80s. I mean, they, they I think they Pandora and then it was then it was hardly dangerous after that. Yeah. Um, and so it was like 89, I think, when they formed. So it was towards the end of the metal thing, just before grunge, mm-hmm. um, when everybody was in L.A. trying to get a deal. And even in L.A., <laughs> especially at that time period, it was pay to play. <laughs> Right. Yep. Basically, what happened was if you wanted to play most clubs on the Sunset Strip, not all of them, there were a few that, like, the Coconut Teaser didn't do it. The Troubadour didn't until later. Uh, Club Lingerie didn't do it. There were a bunch of clubs that were off the West Hollywood Sunset Strip. But, you know, the Roxy, the uh, the Whiskey, um, they were all doing pay-to-play, basically going, hey, you want a headline on a Saturday night? Mm-hmm. You have to buy a thousand dollars worth of tickets, and then we'll sell them to you for ten dollars, and you can sell them for twenty dollars. <laughs> so you can make money. <laughs> so you didn't have to be good to headline yeah. on the strip. You just had to have money. Mm. So A and R guys stopped going to those clubs because you didn't have to be good. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is one of the things that I realized when I was in a band touring around in the nineties. You know, and the road is really hard. It was beating mm-hmm. the shit out of us. And we were just getting lapped by guys with trust funds. Oh, know, yeah. Who had, yep. like, so much money. And, like, they just, you know, it, it happened for them really fast because they could do that in L.A. and get exposure because they could buy exposure. And mm-hmm. it's like and part of it, you know, you're like, guys, you're already rich. You know, like, let cut us a break. You know, but yeah. There is so much shit out there that's getting amplified artificially, yeah. and I, I can't even begin to describe the number of YouTube channels, for example, that are just shitty, 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 and they're just they've got gigantic subscription numbers, which is just utterly baffling until you realize, oh yeah, they're buying their shit. Oh, yeah. Okay, there it is. Well, let's uh, let's get back into politics here because uh, this is something that I've been confronting quite a bit, and I, I'm not the only one. I think this happens all the time. In fact, Tony Atamanik was dealing with this yesterday, too. But you know why? Because we both shared on Twitter Donald Trump's ridiculous statement about COVID vaccinations. And uh, this is what, what he's doing now. Instead of tweeting, he's issuing these public statements that are just, I guess, on pieces of paper that get scanned or something like that. <laughs> well, so he posted this thing. I'm was, pretending they're faxes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly right. They'd have to be. That's basically his level of communication. I'm sure the way he was tweeting was to create a fax and then fax it to his assistant, who would then type it into Twitter for him. I still have a With theory. With big that- stupid seal. <laughs> yes, exactly. So this is a statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th president of the United States of America. I hope everyone remembers when they're getting the COVID-19, often referred to as the China virus, vaccine oh. That if I wasn't president, you wouldn't be getting that beautiful shot. And, of course, shot is in quotes for some reason. Oh, I hate the way he uses the word beautiful. It just drives me insane. Yeah. So you wouldn't be getting that beautiful, quote-unquote, shot for five years. I don't understand why the sarcasm with the word shot. You won't be getting that for five years at best and and probably wouldn't be getting it at all. I hope everyone remembers. So it was sort of a haiku because he started with I hope everyone remembers and then... I hope everyone remembers right there at the end, too. So he's reinforcing. Um, So it's really sad. He's trying to get China virus to stick, but it's not working. No one's calling it the China virus except Mike Lindell. It's like fetch. It's not going to happen. Stop (laughs) trying to make it happen. Right, exactly. Yeah, but he really wants it to. He really wants it to make it happen. So I 
I uh, so I feel like you know it's hilarious. Yeah. Like to, to me, we should be you know mocking this, but ridiculing. It's like, yeah. But it's the question of like you know if a dick pic got out and it was tiny, which we suspect it is, and we're all like, look at his tiny dick, look, yeah. look, and yes. people are like, you shouldn't be promoting dick pics at all. Yeah, and it's right, like, right. well, but it's it, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know that's exactly my reaction on Twitter yesterday. But I mean that like that that facts or whatever he put out, it's so pitiful. Yeah, it is and hilariously. I mean, just. It's he's so irrelevant, and right. yet I, you know I don't know I, I can't see getting up in arms about exposing that because it's to me it's hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah. And of course, my reaction was this: sad. I just tweeted sad, <laughs> and I said he's still trying to get China virus to stick, as I was just saying here on the show. And uh, so I posted this. It was last night. It's about seven forty-five. And then suddenly my mentions are filled with people going, "Oh my God, why are you giving him oxygen? Why are you boosting his ego?" As if he could actually see my tweets, but that's a different story. Um, <laughs> yep, he's not on Twitter. <laughs> he's not on Twitter, no. So, I mean, I guess he could somehow get a direct link to them if he was so inclined, but he doesn't give Sorry. a shit about what I say on Twitter. And, of course, none of my anti-Trump followers will, you know, give a shit either. I mean, this is just something that we're, we're ridiculing power is what we're doing here. You know, I look, I totally understand... If you're just sick of him and his ass face, I understand that. And I kind of sympathize with it because, quite honestly, I have been tweeting Trump shit hardly at all. I know I covered his uh, CPAC address, but beyond that, I've just been trolling his boy, uh, Don Jr., and that's the extent of it. And he deserved, no one deserves more trolling than Don Jr. But to say intense criticism and mockery is somehow helping him is the wrong reaction. Here's the distinction. Amplifying means posting his crap without comment. If I were to just retweet Donald Trump without any comment, without any debunking, without any accountability whatsoever, then that would be amplifying him. And that's probably not a good idea. But ridiculing is important. Ridiculing is sunlight. And sunlight, as we know, is the best disinfectant. We have to hold these guys accountable. And that means ridiculing and debunking their shit, mocking it relentlessly in some cases. And that disarms and marginalizes these people. It doesn't help them. And there's just the old adage, any publicity is good publicity, but not when it's getting the word out to like-minded people in terms of just how dangerous someone is or just how pathetic it is. And sometimes America has to laugh, right? We can do that too. And, and, and mockery is really, it's one of them. It's the most powerful weapon in the arsenal. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you can scream and yell until you're blue in the face, but Nothing is as powerful as making someone look ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing. When was the last time that we saw someone vanish because liberal... I mean, we're talking about Republicans now. When was the last time a Republican vanished because liberals stopped paying attention to that person? I can't think right. of a single instance. In fact, I can think of the exact opposite of that. I can think of dozens of toxic Republicans who liberals don't even know. Republicans who have zero name recognition, but yet are flourishing without mm -hmm. any amplification from the left. Do, do either of you understand or recognize the name Lars Larson? Do either of you recognize? I do, but I, I just sort of do. Yeah, just because I've done a lot of reading on the the alt right or whatever. Yeah, Lars Larson is a syndicated talk show host on AM Talk mm -hmm. Radio. Uh, there are dozens and dozens of Lars Larsons. 
on uh, AM Talk Radio that we know nothing about, that liberals are not talking about, we're unaware of, we don't debate, we don't mock them, we don't pay any sort of attention to them. And yet they have all the money, they have millions of listeners, they have merch, they have uh, Twitter accounts, social media accounts with hundreds of thousands, if not millions of, of followers. They are doing just fine and dandy without any liberal oxygen whatsoever. And you know what else? They're getting away with murder on their shows. I mean, Russian disinformation, fantasy land nonsense that helped instigate an insurrection against the Capitol without any help from liberals giving giving them, quote-unquote, oxygen or amplifying them. What that means is if you ignore people, they don't go away. They get stronger because of the way the political dynamic is in this country. Because if you have these uh, divided factions in politics, you can narrow cast to your own cult of people. And quite honestly, and this show's a good example of it, uh, the word doesn't get out much further than that group of people. <clears throat> but you can still make a hell of a fine living with a, uh, you know, if, if you have uh, an AM talk radio show in the afternoon comes on, used to come on maybe right after Rush Limbaugh or something like that, you can have 10 million listeners a week and make a huge living for yourself without anything happening on Mediaite or the Southern Poverty Law Center or Right Wing Watch or any of those sites without any amplification from the left. D am I making this clear in terms of what the yes. dynamic really is? <laughs> uh, so the, the question well, that really is just like saying if we ignore these cockroaches in the kitchen, they'll go away. Yeah, they no. will not. It's, if you ignore... They will proliferate. Yeah, if you've got a weird lump... Uh, don't ignore the weird lump because it's not going to go away unless you actually address it. And so w the question then becomes, and this is the question I have for everyone who was like, stop giving him air, stop amplifying him. Where does amplification end and accountability begin? When is it okay to say that Republican is fucking racist and toxic and he's guiding an entire army of domestic terrorists to attack public officials and when does that become amplification rather than just basic accountability, which we have been doing with Republicans since blogosphere 1.0, if you talk about the digital internet accountability. But in terms of the social media water cooler wars, this has been something that has been happening for a long time. And yeah, there is a finish line where we have held someone accountable and they have lost their advertisers and then lost their job. Uh, notice Bill O'Reilly isn't around really anymore, for example. Uh, remember, um, yeah. remember uh, Eric, uh, oh shit, not Eric Bowling. Erickson, Eric Bowling. Bowling. Yes, yeah. thank you, David. Eric Bowling on Fox News Channel. Where is he now? Accountability works. Exposing these guys <clears throat> to the bright Klieg lights of accountability actually helps to debunk their bullshit. And that spreads, maybe not as a viral phenomenon, but it certainly spreads from person to person and person. It creates that, uh, that buzz that uh, ends up uh, generating um, accountability for people who are doing horrible, horrible things. So that's my little speech about this whole nonsense. So every time I talk about Donald Trump, I'm like, what are you doing? Well, I'm holding the guy accountable. He is the leader of the Republican Party. So uh, this is important shit. And uh, again, I don't see the theory actually playing out that if we 
pay attention to what Donald Trump is saying, that it actually helps Donald Trump. How does it help to say to to preach to the choir and say Donald Trump is a fucking maniac who's very, very sad, sad. Uh, with his mm-hmm. uh, public statements and wanting to take credit for the vaccinations? Uh, how does that help Donald Trump? I it's don't see how it does. It, it doesn't help him gain more voters. It doesn't help him gain more support among Republicans. That's for sure. I guess you could make an argument that if you see liberals criticizing Donald Trump, if you're really, really tribal about it, that would make you like Donald Trump more. But it doesn't make you suddenly sign on to the, you know, the Trump train. It doesn't make you suddenly go, oh, yeah, that guy, that guy Bob posted Donald Trump's statement. I guess I'm going to become a, uh, <laughs> I'm going to post, I'm going to become a red hat now. I'm going to vote for right. Donald Trump in 24 in the primaries. I'm on board because Bob Seska posted that statement. I don't think that's happening. I mean, I could be very wrong, but I don't think that's something that's going down. I don't think red hats or potential red hats, I should say, are looking at my Twitter feed going, yeah, that, huh. Boy, he. Uh, I was on the fence here, but you know, now that he's been mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I listen to both sides. I'm a small business owner and I listen to both sides. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, look, on top of all of it, it's just fun. It is fun. And I, I keep saying this, I keep going back to the post 9 11 meme of America's got to laugh. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, yeah, we have so much fun teasing these people. Like, I've been making a sport for the last two weeks out of teasing Donald Trump Jr.'s stupid, stupid voice. I mean, the stupidest voice since Dan Badondi is Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> if you're not watching his ridiculous videos, look, if you're sick of Donald Trump Jr. and you're sick of the Trumps, you don't want to see the Trumps anymore, fine. I, I completely get that. But if you want to make fun of the guy, there's a shit ton of fucking material to make fun of <laughs> and i'm just mm-hmm. i'm i'm basking in it i'm soaking in it and and i think it's fun i think it's i think <laughs> okay, it's entertaining. yeah <laughs> right that's exactly the reference thank you david let's take one last break and uh wrap the show right after these words you can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using bubble genius bath and body products see bubble genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. in the backseat driving desperate for some relief the cabin waits like it's hungry feed it problems it will make peace no money the mountain won't charge all the space that we see is ours branches like open arms more peaceful than a choir and the oldest thing 
sorry I get to hypnotize sometimes with this music. Just wonderful, wonderful new song from uh, Cookie, Jen Lucy Cook. Song called Evergreen, right here, uh, one of her latest singles. Jen Lucy Cook on Instagram. You should be following her. Absolutely. Um, she noted here that 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 the fast one note instrument you hear throughout the song, we heard it a little bit in the intro, is actually Jen reading aloud a segment of the Green New Deal at, at, on one pitch as fast as she possibly could. And so she put that on loop, and that creates almost the rhythm track for this song. So inventive, so interesting. BobSeska.com slash music if you want to support, uh, or if you want to submit your songs to the show. Thank you for doing that. Again, uh, brand new, uh, or relatively new, 2020 just, single from Cookie called Evergreen there. Yes, it David? It just connects for me. Like, I feel her. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's like the voice of my feelings. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that, it's really rare when singers have that just instant, like... I don't know. I just I think she's remarkable. I hope she gets super rich and famous. Oh yeah, me too. Get your ass over to Instagram and follow uh, uh, Cookie on Instagram. Holy shit! She does all kinds of interesting uh, new songs, bits and pieces of music where her you know sh- her in the studio recording these things. Really entertaining stuff. <laughs> she uh, sings Bachelor recaps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, good, more good news from yesterday. The Senate confirmed Merrick Garland to be the next Yay. U.S. Attorney General. Yay. Seven uh, vote is seventy to thirty. Yeah, there's two conspicuous nay votes: Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz. I wonder why. Are they a little bit worried about their cell phone data? Yeah, you know, uh, Mitch McConnell voted for Merrick Garland yesterday. So did Lindsey. That was Lindsey Graham. Really, Lindsey Graham voted to confirm. Yeah. I, I think it's a touchdown. <laughs> oh, God, so disgusting. Uh, but yeah, this is good news. I think the hope is that he's going to take a hard line on uh, prosecuting all of the Trump criminals. I hope that uh, turns out to be the case. He's gonna he's gonna follow the evidence, like because yeah. that's the kind of guy he is. He was a former prosecutor. He prosecuted Tim McVeigh, so mm-hmm. he kind of knows where to look. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. he's going to make sure that that. Everything is is turned over properly because, again, mm-hmm. if he's going after sitting senators, let alone an ex-president, potentially, yeah. it's got to be rock solid. Oh, yeah, yeah. David, do you have a, an air conditioner on or something? Because it feels I, like... My, our heater is on. Oh, your heater is, that, is on. Should oh, okay. I turn it off? It's chilly here today. Oh, no, no, no. You can keep it on. We're almost done with okay. the show anyway. So, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Shit. Well, so uh, let's see what else before we wrap up. Oh, yeah, you know what? John Dean has warned Trump that prosecutors are days away from uh, from charges here. This would be great. Yeah. Only a matter of days, John Dean says. And yeah, Michael Cohen knows where all the bodies are buried. So yeah. <laughs> Michael Cohen's delivering some good stuff to Cybans, that's for sure. Uh, so yeah, this is all great fucking news. Uh, meanwhile, uh, you know what? I'm going to save this for the postmortem show. Another couple of really ridiculous election laws getting passed. There's one in Iowa. There's, of course, some of the ones in uh, Georgia that we've been talking about. We're going to talk about all of that as we go into the uh, post-mortem show here on our Patreon page. Uh, after this music is done uh, playing, we keep on talking, and we call that the post-mortem show. We talk for about 15 minutes or so, and if you sign up for $5 a month on our Patreon page, you get two of those a week, every Tuesday and Thursday, uh, to go along with the free version of this show. And by the way, as we've been talking about, for $15 per month, 
you get the ultimate edition of this podcast, which is the free portion of the show without commercials. We take out all the commercials for you. And then plus, it's got the postmortem show attached to the end of it. So it's one big block of podcasting. It's a big block of podcasting. Lasts about uh, anywhere between 70 to 90 minutes. So you start that up on your commute home. And especially if you have to sit in a lot of traffic, it will keep you company for, you know, a good hour and a half. Uh, and no, again. It's a regular Lollapalooza podcast. It, exactly. Again, no, no, no commercials either in there. Uh, again, that's $15 a month on our Patreon page. BobSeskaShow.com is how you get there. Also, Patreon.com slash Show. Very, very easy. Meanwhile, Jody Hamilton can be found at From the Bunker. Uh, that's the From the Bunker podcast at From-the-Bunker.com. Also at SexyLiberal.com, along with all of the Sexy Liberal podcast uh, programs. And David Ferguson's music is found at AstralSummer.BandCamp.com. I get the sense... I'm sniffing more songs on the way. Is that true? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, it's true. I, think- I also have two brand new podcast episodes up, interviews with uh, two different reporters that I think you'll enjoy. Oh, yeah, dishing some dirt, huh, on some former employers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, is, I, 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 don't, I, I hesitate to ask which former employer it is. Is it? <laughs> we'll talk about it on the after party. Is it the one that has the word dog in it, or is it another one? Just saying, as in, where you were first writing as T-Rex, I should say that. No, 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 no. Not not the other one. Okay. I'm being completely vague about this. Can I say the name of the first website you were Could you be a little more vague, please? Yeah, Fire Dog Lake. it's not Fire Dog Lake. Fire Dog Lake was the first place you were blogging for. And uh, yeah, so it's not about that. It's not about Fire Dog Lake. No, it's absolutely not. (laughs) Okay. Did I reveal too much? No, it really isn't. Okay. uh, We'll talk. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Sounds good. Well, if you want to hear uh, T-Rex dishing dirt on a former employer, go to patreon.com slash the T-Rex report. There it is. Okay, folks. Take care. We'll see you on the uh, after party tomorrow. Bye-bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.